Welcome to the Kerwin Baptist Church broadcast today. Our desire is for the Word of God to be spread throughout the world so that all may know Christ. Join us now for a portion of one of our services here at Kerwin Baptist Church, located in Kernersville, North Carolina. Verse 19, Psalm 68. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Obviously, that word is to consider, to meditate, to think about what you just heard, what I've just said. Don't let it go by without stopping and to think about it a little bit. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Lord, I love you. Thank you for meeting with us as you have all morning. And Lord, I pray that you would bless me as I brag on you. And Lord, um, we just want to acknowledge that uh, you have blessed us far greater than we could ever deserve. And we're grateful for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to look at this uh, verse if I can. I just want to dissect it up and brag on the Lord a little bit today. And by the way, every time we preach, it ought to be bragging on the Lord somehow. And this verse begins where everything in our life should begin. Notice, number one, this phrase, blessed be the Lord. You say, well, that's a pretty general phrase, preacher. I I understand that. Blessed be the Lord. That is exactly where everything should start. The same place that this verse starts. You say, what does this mean? Well, this word blessed is the word Barak. Now, don't get confused. It literally means this. It means to kneel by implication to bless God as an act of adoration. Blessed be the Lord. You say, well, preacher, that seems kind of straightforward. Listen to me. I want you to get this. This means every good thing in our life came from the Lord. Do you all agree with that here on a Sunday morning? Let me go a little bit further. Blessed be the Lord means that all my blessings came from Him. He has blessed me with all these blessings. So I now want to bless His name because of how He's blessed me. Everything should start there. When you and I wake up in the morning and we take that first breath awake, and it's not our first breath because we've been breathing all night, or we didn't wake up, all right? But we wake up and trying to get our eyes open and all that stuff. The first thought ought to be, blessed be the Lord. You have blessed me with breath. You have blessed me with life. You've blessed me with health. You've blessed me with an aware mind. And God, I want to praise your name today. It means, literally, this word blessed, to get on our knees. That word means to kneel. To get on our knees, to praise, thank, and worship the Lord. Listen to me this morning. You and I have nothing apart from the Lord. When things are good, bless the Lord. When things are bad, God is still good. Bless the Lord. When you are confused, God isn't. Bless the Lord. It does not say blame the Lord. Now, a lot of people do that. 
We start off in the day kind of blaming God why he's allowed this to happen or that to happen, why this is this way or this is that way. And David doesn't say that. He, say, he doesn't say blame the Lord. He says literally, blessed be the Lord. It means literally no matter what comes or goes or happens, God has been good. He has blessed me and blessed my life. So I now want to bless him. Listen, why does God meet with us as he has today? Because I believe he can tell this morning there's a bunch of people at Crowan Baptist Church that just want to bless his name. We just want to say thank you, Lord. You've been so good to us. Listen to me. I want you to get this. Bless the Lord means that because the Lord has blessed our life, we want to bless his name. Blessed be the Lord. Now notice what David says here next. And um, he says he daily, now notice this, loadeth us. Those two words. Loadeth us. Don't you love God's word? Don't you love everything about it? And here we find an interesting word that is not used a lot in the Bible. But he says this, that God has blessed me with blessings. In fact, he has loaded me with them. This is uh, an interesting way to put it, I think. David uses a Hebrew word here. This word loadeth literally means to load up, listen to me, or to burden. To burden. Now you would say this morning, well, preacher, I thought that was a good word. I thought, you know, it's saying that God's been good, and yet you're saying that this word literally in its root meaning, it, it means that he loadeth us, that he literally burdens us. Hold on. The fact that God loadeth me with benefits or blessings, I want you to get this. It means this, that God is not just good. God is great. It means that God does not just provide. He unloads on me. I don't think you could. Matthew Henry said this. I thought this was interesting. He said, so many, so heavy are the gifts of God's graciousness to us that he may truly be said to load us with them. God literally, you, know, you say, preacher, what do you mean that, that he loadeth me with? Listen, I want you to get this, and I know you don't yet, so let me just make it clear. This means that God literally has given us more than we can hold. He has loaded us with benefits. I don't think... Let me try again. This word load means to burden, to unload. Do you get it? Listen to me. Literally, it is a burden to try to figure out how I can contain all of God's blessings. God's given me so much that the hardest part about it is trying to figure out how to contain it. Am I the only one excited about that this morning? Can we just give God praise a little bit that God not only have you given me more than I deserve, God's given us more than we can even hold. I am... Um, 
some months back, I had gone to the grocery store, and, and again, with our life, our schedule, and different things, it's, it's, you don't just, hey, I think I'll go to the grocery store. You, you, you try to go when you can, and sometimes you're coming back from, you know, a hospital or a funeral or whatever the case is, or meeting somebody or counseling or whatever, and you're, you, you, you know, I'll call my wife, hey, we need stuff at the grocery store, I'll stop at the grocery store, whatever the case might be. And so I had gone by the grocery store a couple months back, and um, as I was getting ready to pull into our house, I texted my wife, and I said, I'm pulling in, send out the boys. How many of you know the worst thing about grocery shopping is getting them from the car into the house, unpacking them, putting it all in the fridge, trying to figure out how you can fit this in the fridge that you can't fit anything else into already? It's frustrating. It's almost as bad as ordering at a drive-thru for a family. But we're not even going to get into that today. So I guess my wife did not get the text. I'm sure that was an innocent mistake. Um, So I pulled it in the driveway and hit the, hat, the back hatch of the car up. And man, I'm in there and I'm trying to figure out how I can get all this stuff. And you got, you know, some cases of soft drinks or whatever. And you got this and milk over here. And you got all these bags. And, and I'm a man. So our thing is we try to see how many bags we can get at one time. Instead of walking an extra 25 feet there and back, we're going we're gonna to spend 30 minutes how we can try to get this bag on this pinky. And we're breaking our pinky. And I got all these bags. And we're huffing it here just so we can make it in in one trip. You know, us guys are accomplishment based and all these things. And, and so here I am. And I'm like, where are my sons? Why is nobody here helping? me. I went and got all this stuff, you know. So I had all these bangs and I'm getting this up and I couldn't close the hatch because I was so full and there's still a couple things. So I'm trying to make my way and get from the garage into the house and I'm trying to get the door open with that little part of the pinky that I don't have a bag on, you know. And I come in and I said, hey babe, where's the boys? <clears throat> Last night late, as God changed directions and I'm just looking at this verse reading and God said, you got to preach on this one this morning and he loadeth us. I was burdened that day because I had so many groceries that I couldn't even carry them all into the house. <laughs> Am I not blessed? Are you not blessed? God's given me so many blessings that I could go to a grocery store and get enough at a grocery store in one trip that I can't even carry it all at once into the house. We are blessed this morning. Whew, let me give you a verse. Malachi 3.10, you know it well. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven. Heaven is so full that all God has to do is open the windows and it leaks out. In fact, it doesn't just leak out, it... Not only that, what does he say? If I will not open you, he says, personally, the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. There's our word that we're talking about today. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord who has given me blessings. Will I not open up the windows, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. 
Heaven is so full of blessings and God has so many resources that all he has to do is open up the windows and enough pours out of those windows that you and I don't even have enough room to hold it. Some years ago, I mentioned this, actually some years back here at church, and um, I've mentioned this before. Most of you wouldn't remember it. I'm sure, as I said, that somebody will come tell me the date of the last time I shared this story, you know. I said, singers can sing the same song a hundred times. They get up, hadn't sung in three months. Oh, same one they sang three months ago. Oh, that's okay. But if the preacher dare tell the same joke in 20 years... Ah, he's told that one before. <laughs> yeah, well, you've eaten steak before, but you keep eating it, don't you? So, any, whatever. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I was preaching in Ukiah, California, a little town about an hour and a half north of Santa Rosa, which is about an hour and a half to two hours north of San Francisco. I was preaching in Ukiah, California, and I um, had my motor home there. I was uh, in evangelism, obviously, and I was preaching there. And back then you had AOL. I had a, a laptop computer that wasn't very old. And back then you went and got a disc and you loaded onto your computer AOL, which means that you could then plug into a phone line and try to dial up internet. <laughs> and it made this weird, you know, all this stuff. Our, our generation kids have no clue what we're talking about. And you, you know, you just, you had to keep your fingers crossed kind of a thing to see if I could get online. And here I was in Ukiah, California. I was trying to get some correspondence things done and I was trying to get onto AOL and I had already paid monthly for AOL, which you had to do back then. And, and, and you didn't really have hot spots where there was free Wi-Fi and all this stuff. They had little cafes where you had a computer and you had to pay to get on that computer to be able to get online for 10 minutes or 15 minutes till it cut off on you. That's how life existed and, 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 and all these things. And so here I was. I got on the phone with AOL. I couldn't get it to work on my computer. I was paying for this monthly service, but I couldn't get it to work. And I lucked out to get a lady that was her first day, she told me, working at AOL. Aren't I the lucky one? I spent an hour and a half on that phone going back and forth with that lady. When I was done, I had been charged triple what I had already been charged. I had no internet access, and somehow she had deleted AOL off my computer. I was so mad and I was so frustrated. And it's one of these things that I tried to keep my cool and I pretty much did. But it's your nerves are shot. You're worn out. I'm done. I don't, I, you know, that's it. And I said, I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this trailer. I, 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 I've just got to go do something. And I was just in my motor room. I didn't uh, pull a vehicle behind me at that point. So the pastor had let me use a 1910, whatever it was, Ford, Ford Festiva. Not even the Ford Fiesta. It was the Ford Festiva. How many of you remember a Ford Festiva? It looks like a pregnant roller skate. And this was special. This had no air conditioning. And I'm not exaggerating. I know preachers do. I'm not exaggerating. It had no air conditioning. And it had a horn that beeped on its own. So you'd be driving down the road and it went honk, honk, kind of a thing, randomly. So I'm frustrated and I said, I got to do, I got to get out of there. And in Ukiah, California does not have much. It's a beautiful area in the mountains, but it doesn't have much. And they had a Walmart. So I said, I'm just going to have to go walk around Walmart to calm down. What a wonderful plan that is. 
it makes as much sense as Tim Lee going to the military because he was tired of the rules. You know, it really makes that much sense. So I said, I got to go de-stress. I'm just going to go walk around Walmart or something like that. So I'm driving in that car and I, you know, I'm driving honk, honk kind of a thing. And I'm getting all stressed out. And, I, and I'm on this little kind of what you would call a main road in Ukiah, California. And I was putting my turn signal on to turn into Walmart. And I had to wait because some cars were coming. And, you know, here I am and it's going, honk. Honk, yes. The horn would just beep, you know, people looking at you like, are you beeping at me kind of a thing. And I was like, I'm just one, I just, I just got to get some stress out or something. And I was sitting there waiting to turn in. And as some cars went by, I had to wait a minute because here came a woman and I would presume was her son. And this woman was an older lady, but it was literally not just age, but you could tell that it was a woman that probably was older than she even looked. She just looked like the weight of the world had been on her entire life. And she had some bags, some groceries in both arms, and she was just kind of stooped over, and yet she didn't look old enough to be stooped over in a sense, but she was just walking in. In front of her was, I would presume, as her son, and he was in a wheelchair. I'm sure it was Sarah Paul, something I don't know, but he was strapped in, and his neck was back. He had to recline a little bit, and he had just one pinky that was kind of pushing that wheelchair, and that wheelchair was going on that sidewalk. And I'm sure that they had just made a daily trek from the house. She had loaded him into that wheelchair, got him strapped up just to get him out of the house, just to get out of the house for a minute, and to went to a grocery store, whatever. And, and, and so he was just slowly going there on that, and she was kind of walking behind him with these bags. And this young man whose head was strapped in and couldn't even really look straight, and he just using that, that pinky on that electric wheelchair. And I'm just sitting here watching them slowly go across the entrance. And I realized I'm burdened. I'm upset because I can't get internet access. So I pulled into Walmart, pulled into a tree. I did, not into the tree, but you know, a parking spot. <laughs> I would have loved to with that festiva. I really would have, but <laughs> kind of. But I pulled into this parking spot under that tree. And I sat there in that junky car. I said, God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Here I am complaining when you have loaded me with benefits. I want you to notice the third phrase. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth me with benefits. That's what God gives too much of every day. Benefits. Now you say, well, what is this? Well, and I don't often have you turn, but I'm going to ask you to today. I just want you to see a couple things. Psalm 103, if you'll just turn there. Keep your place, Psalm 68. Because David brings great clarity to this some chapters later. You see, in chapter 68, David says, hey, I acknowledge God's loaded me with benefits. But in Psalm 103, David not only again recalls that God has given benefits, but he begins to explain some of them to kind of show us what they are. Psalm 103, look at verse 1, a Psalm of David, bless the Lord, O my soul. There we are. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's what blessed be the Lord means. Listen, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Well, how can I remember something? You know, forget not. So that means remember his benefits. But how can I remember his benefits if I, if I don't know what they are? So David gives us just a few. Look at verse 3. Who 
forgiveth all thine iniquities. Benefit number one, forgiveness. Anybody want to try to describe how great that benefit is? Can I ask you something? Why does God, or, or David at least, through God's divine inspiration, why does David start with that? Because if we don't have God's forgiveness for our sins, we don't have anything else. What hope would we have? What does it matter what else God does? If He can't forgive our sins, we have no hope. Hell will be our home for an eternity. But we have a benefit that God has unloaded on us called forgiveness. Benefit number two, the same verse. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. The great physician. The healer. How much would that be worth? Look at verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. That means this, that if God did not intervene, you and I were heading towards destruction. That means that naturally in life, once we're born, we are automatically heading for destruction. That means us as individuals, if we follow our will, our desires, our flesh, if we decide we're going to make the decisions, let me tell you where that always ends up. It ends up in destruction. But it is God loading us with the benefit of redemption. Only He can keep us from the destruction that we are barreling towards. And we didn't even thank Him for that yet today. Look at verse 4. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Kindness and mercy. Well, we could spend a month on those two. Look, if you would, at verse 8. The Lord is merciful and, here was gracious. Oh, how long could we talk about the grace of God? There it is both of mercy. We do not get what we probably deserve. And gracious, that means we get what we don't deserve. What in the world? We don't deserve these benefits. We don't deserve these blessings. And David said, blessed be the Lord who loadeth me with benefits. Look at verse 10. And I'm skipping some, but look at verse 10. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. Imagine if he did. Imagine if God made us pay for our sins. What would we have to pay? How could we ever pay it? We couldn't even exist. We couldn't even live. Verse 11 describes it. David says, For as high as the heaven above the earth, so great is his mercy. That means higher than you can see, higher than a telescope can see, and higher than anything can get. God's mercy is higher than that. Then in verse 12, As far as the east is from the west. So he says, Hey, you look north and south. North and south, as far as the north is from the, from the south. I mean, God's mercy is that great. As far as the east is from the west, God's removed our sin as far from us as the east is from the west. Here's north and south. Here's east and west, a picture of the cross. And it's all a benefit that God has freely bestowed upon us through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's a benefit that is too big and too wonderful and too marvelous and too miraculous for us to understand, for us to be able to contain, for us to even hold. 
with benefits. Everybody wants a job with benefits. Well, you got a savior with benefits. Number four, and I'm almost done. I've saved it till now. One little word that you can't miss. It's the word daily. David says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth me with benefits. David says, every day he does this. Without fail, every day God is faithful to load up my truck to the point that it is spilling over the sides. As Psalm 23 says, my cup runneth over. I don't even have a container. My life is not even big enough to hold everything that God has given me. This word daily is the word Hebrew word yaum. It's a weird word. Y-O-W-M. Now listen. It means to be hot. It means literally from sunrise to sunset. Or from sunset to the next sunset. And don't you love a Bible dictionary? You can get almost as blessed hearing just finding out about God's Word as much as when reading God's Word and it says this, literally, always. I guess I'm the only one excited about that. David says, blessed be the Lord. He has blessed me. And let me tell you how he's blessed me. He has loaded me. I am literally burdened by the fact that I cannot contain all of the benefits that God has given me. And he does it without fail from the time the sun comes up till the sun goes down and everywhere in between. Always God loads me with benefits. Daily. The Bible talks about daily bread. It means this. We don't always read God's Word daily. We don't always witness daily. We don't always pray daily. And we don't always live right daily. But God still blesses us daily. I would hate to even try to make you in your mind think of your worst things and your worst days and, and the days you're most ashamed of. But our minds can't forget some things. And if you could go to the most despicable thing you've ever done, the day you did that while you were doing it, God was still unloading blessings on your life. Because he doesn't just do it every day. He's done it every day. If God ever missed a day, it wouldn't be daily. That word daily means not only will God not ever miss a day, it means that he never has. Number five, as we close. As he ends the verse, this is just one verse. This is a good one, isn't it? It's all right. It's a good one, preacher. It's really good. Amen. Amen. Don't mean to toot my own horn, honk, honk, you know, kind of a thing. 
He closes with this. Even the God of our salvation. You see, as he loads with all his benefits, the greatest benefit, the greatest blessing, David isolates by itself the God of salvation. Now, this word God in the Hebrew is a prefix. It literally is the term El. Now, you would know if you know a little bit about the Bible that many of God's names start with El. It describes that word El means strong. It, it, it means powerful. It, it means literally that He is able to be this God. And it often, you know, Elohim, you know, El Shaddai. You all know the names. I'm not going to go through all of them. And so this word God literally means El. And so he says he's the God, the El of salvation. This word salvation is literally the word Yeshua. Sound familiar? This word Yeshua means salvation, deliverance, victory, prosperity, a saving, welfare. David literally says that the Lord has daily loaded me with benefits. And the greatest of these is the fact that he is El Yeshua. He is the God of my salvation. Thank you for listening today. We hope you received a blessing from our broadcast. The Kirtland Baptist Church is located at 4520 Old Hollow Road in Kernersville, North Carolina. You may also contact us by phone at 336-993-5192 or via the web at kerwinbaptistchurch.com. Enjoy our services live and all our media on our website and church app. Thank you for listening to the Kerwin broadcast today. God bless you.